Welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. We're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves, like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast trio, Melissa, John, and Sue. On our way down to New Orleans, <laughs> this is Pottercast 89, welcome Welcome, 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 Pottercast 89. I'm Melissa. I'm here with John and Sue. And we, we're really just, just doing this for fun because we we can't wait until Pottercast in New Orleans. You this is just sort of like a filler. We need to have like some like jazz music <laughs> we're, we're and throw out, out like already. some Pottercast beads or something. Hey, y'all. I'm, I'm really, Pottercast I'm already beads. there. Pottercast beads. <laughs> Pottercast beads. Yes. Be awesome. <laughs> I want us. I want to be able to, able to hold on to a stash of Pottercast beads that I'm I'll be able there. to hand out to people for just um, drinking fabulous New Orleans. Being coffee. fabulous, right, exactly. Right. Okay. Anyway, so as we've already announced, next week's show will be live from New Orleans. If you can't go to the Phoenix Rising Convention, that's okay. You're going to hear the Pottercast live from the opening feast of Phoenix Rising right here on Pottercast. So we can't wait for that. Uh, Matt, who is the Whomping Willows? Check it out, I got it right. Matt, who is the Whomping Willows, will be doing an acoustic set. So will uh, Brian from Draco and the Malfoy. Almost. Almost. These guys are getting so much free publicity out of us lately. Uh, Can you tell them what the going rate was? Come on. Don't worry, we got it all settled out. It's a a burrito a week, Uh, I think, isn't it? A burrito a week. No, but they... Actually, we've been talking, and they've, they've got some really fun and funny stuff planned for the show, so that so we can't wait. Yeah. And we got in this show this week, we have a oh, Scrooby Five about socks. Socks. And socks. And an all-new fan interview. So, let's hear from the pe- some people at a bookstore. The people who actually give us a burrito a yeah. week. <laughs> they give us more than a burrito a week. <laughs> they okay. certainly do. Today's Pottercast is brought to you by Borders. It won't be long before the much-anticipated release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Do you have your mind made up about where Severus Snap loyalties lie? Do you think he'll betray Harry and his friends? Or will he help them to triumph over he who must not be named? Find out more about this complex character in the new hot book, The Great Snap Debate, available only at Borders. Remember to reserve Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at Borders to save 40%. I have a public service announcement. <laughs> It's Snape. <laughs> snap. Snape. Oh, not right. Snap. I feel the need to correct this because I'm sure that many people listening to this will have heard John say that and think it was actually Snap. So I'm just telling you. <laughs> and they what? I said Snape, didn't I? Snape. You John, say Snape. Snap. Snape, yeah. I say Snape. Who let you on a Harry Potter podcast? Let's call the whole thing off. Who did that? No. Is that I think me? it was you. No. I'm firing myself just, right now. That was just tribute to a, a very big Pottercast fan. One of our older fans who, um, who calls him Snap. I'm not sure why, but uh, she was. That was his nickname when he was little. Snappy. Snap. Hey, Snappy. Snap. Snap. I don't know. Maybe not. How about we get some news from the Sue's? I love some news from Sue's. Hello, everyone. Topping our news this week is more movie news as we saw a new release date now for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix for lucky fans in the UK as they have now moved the debut of the film up by one day earlier to July 12th. The release date for the US, however, does remain at July 13th. Also over the weekend, we saw a new trailer for the film air on syndicated program Entertainment Tonight. And among the new footage we saw was a clip of Lupin speaking at the dinner table at Grimmauld Place, as well as Sirius Black dueling with Bellatrix in front of the veil. Speaking of, Order of the Phoenix, while it has not been officially posted on the Motion Picture Association of America website, a PG-13 rating for the movie has apparently been given, as the rating has begun to appear on various Warner Brothers websites containing a caution for parents regarding, quote, sequences of fantasy violence and frightening images, end quote. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was also rated PG-13 here in the U.S. and contained a similar caution. We saw a new interview with Phoenix composer Nicholas Hooper Surface, where he spoke about some of the new music he wrote for the fifth film, including a new Umbridge theme as well as a Possession theme. You can read the interview with Mr. Hooper via links on our website. 
Turning to book news now, U.S. publisher Scholastic released information about a special box set of all seven of the Harry Potter novels, which will be due out in October. And they did release a new photo of all the books together, all seven of them, in one nice Harry Potter trunk. This book set did include Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and is available for pre-order via our cauldron shop. Well, we did hear a bit from J.K. Rowling very briefly as our favorite author updated her FAQ on her website with five interesting things, including several items about Mr. Draco Malfoy. Very interesting. And finally, it was announced that U.S. audiobook narrator Jim Dale would be hosting a midnight release party in New York City. For more details on this and all things Harry Potter, be sure to click on LeakyNews.com, which is updated daily. Seven books in one box. I know. Finally. Did you see those? Beautiful. They were there. Right there. Seven books on one you know, bookshelf. You know. I know. I know. You know that Scholastic has been waiting to put out that press release for 10 years. <laughs> like a treasure chest. That's hilarious. They're like, yay, we can save this now. It's so... What does it weigh, I wonder? Oh, I bet it's a lot. A lot of pounds of Exa- awesome. Well put, mm. Melissa. Exactly right. <laughs> I want them to like actually bind them all into one book. Oh, could you imagine lugging that around? How cool that would be! That would be your trolley Oxford thing Harry that you would need. They'd have it like it'd be like twelve by you know twenty inches or uh-huh. something. It'd just be massive. You carry around like it's a big dictionary. That'd be so no. Cool. The encyclopedia hopefully one day will be. Oh, that let's big, hope. Oh. But I don't know. You but know. that there's a that's classic. It's available for pre-order in our shop, and it's beautiful. It's in that uh, trunk. It looks just like Harry's trunk, or you know that Quidditch trunk that like. Uh, Oliver Wood had. I just thought yeah. it was so mm-hmm. clever of them to use that. I was like, oh, I want that. It's beautiful. I loved seeing the rainbow of color of spines. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know? So pretty. It was pretty. You see all yeah. the different colors beautiful. together. It was. They all re- and they did really look at the at the color schemes mm-hmm. because, like John said, when the when the cover came out, he thought that it needed mm-hmm. like an orange. Speaking from I knew it because design. it was missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks really beautiful I together. Predicted it. It awesome. Like a Skittles, like Harry Potter Skittles. But how did y'all feel when you oh, actually like saw them there? I don't know. For me, it just like took my breath. I was like, oh, there it is. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've been waiting for this collection. Well, I've been, I haven't bought a single Harry Potter book collection yeah. Yeah. yet. I mean, I've been pretty, you know, comfortable with seeing Deathly Hallows in pictures because I've been playing with it in 3D for the past couple <laughs> weeks now, haven't I? It's right. so oh, awesome. Lord. I love that thing, John. Have you guys seen I've gotten those? so many emails from people saying they were late to work <laughs> or late to school because they're sitting here fingering the Harry Potter book, you know, flipping it in circles and upside downs and all that kind of fun stuff. That's all I, I mean, seriously, it is, a, it, it is almost as big as, of, a, of a time in life suck as Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. But it's so great. It's that, <laughs> this book is pretty fun. I don't know. But that John that John had made, what he's talking about is that countdown we have. And this is fabulous. Him and Ashley did a fabulous job on this countdown. Yes. And you can put your mouse over the book and make the Deathly Hallows book just spin in midair. And it's fabulous. And it's just, it hypnotizes you. You know, it's just. Yes. It does. I can't understand what's so fun about it. But just making it spin like that with yeah. your mouse, just, I, I could sit there. For, I mean, we are easily entertained monkeys, guys. And if there's anybody out there who has done or knows how to take a flash file and turn it into a widget for Ooh. dashboard or an active desktop item for XP or a Vista widget, give us an email at staff at podcast.com because we'd get to, but there's only about a hundred other things we have to do <laughs> no. right now. So if you, if you would be oh so kind, God. you will get your name displayed promptly or, you know, not, not promptly. What's the word? Prominently. Mm-hmm. Prominently. Mm-hmm. Um, with it and get all kinds of credit and fangirls from it. So, <laughs> so send us that email, please. Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of other things to do, there's one million Deathly Hallow books have now been pre-ordered already. Oh. Already. Yeah, it took about half the time that it did for Half-Blood Isn't Prince. Isn't that huh? amazing? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> about half. Well, I heard 200,000 of them were, from, were the Joe pre-orders. <laughs> she just wanted to make sure that the book sold, so she wanted to be sure. Uh-huh. So it wasn't embarrassing that she... Yeah, it's going to be one big royalty check for her, huh? <laughs> she, yeah. Well. Oh, oh John, man. you are priceless. She must sometimes, if she ever hears this, she must go, that John Noe, I'm going to have a talking to to him. Oh. That's exactly what I'm afraid of, Sue. So. <laughs> My biggest fear. I'm not afraid of that. Joe could say whatever she wanted to me. Man, I'd just feel like <laughs> just hearing her voice directed towards me would probably put me into like a coma or something. No. <laughs> 
The John coma. He'd be yeah. like a John zombie walking around. I've been. I know. It'd be crazy. <laughs> I want you guys to meet her. Oh. I just want a hug. I know it's like mm-hmm. I just want the most coolest lady in the world to give me a hug, but mm-hmm. I just want to. I just want a hug. I still. She's just the coolest. It would take like a second of her time. I still cringe because you know when I like surprised attacked her looking like Arabella Fig out of the streets of New York City you know oh. and I was all slimy after I'd been sleeping on the floor in the airport and you know it's just you know <laughs> I, I, you know how you go over these things in your mind over and over and again and she, so yeah. that was what I was like after the first time when I met her outside the Royal Albert Hall it was the first oh, right. time I met her and I was a total I couldn't even speak. I was like, I have oh. you know, and I went over that a million times in my head. So oh. I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. John, I'm sorry. You'll meet her one I'm day. I'm like the only one of the three here. Oh, well, someday you'll have your chance. But if I could, I think I whacked her because I had my Bloomingdale's bag because I was, you know. And I, <laughs> you whacked her? And I think her? I, I did. You know, I keep playing over my head. Did I actually, like, because I went to hug her and did I have the bag in my hand? Was I, like, you know, like Figgy hitting, you know, F- Dung Fletcher or, oh, you just play these weird I just weird think it's cool that she knew your name. Yeah. Well, she put a bit Hufflepuff obsessed. Maybe, maybe that's why. She's, yeah, that, and that too. All of and that. And isn't it? Ironic, we heard again from Joe about the word Hufflepuff this month. I'm just saying. Tonks is a Hufflepuff. Yes! The poor Hufflepuff elves. It makes perfect sense. I wouldn't have thought of I like I never gave any thought to it, but it does make a lot of sense because for her to be an Auror with her clumsiness, she must work really hard. Yes. Well, it's crazy because I, I read recently about how, you know, that fan site dedicated to the elves in Harry, Harry Potter books, how up in arms they were about hearing this what? because now they're new... Their new, you know, bad guy um, is, you know, the protagonist of the poor elves is Helga Hufflepuff Ew! because she was the one that enslaved she them into the kitchen slavery. You took that back. Yes, no, she did not. To do the she kitchen. She saved them. She saved them from, from saved squalor them and torture and torment and brought them safely guys, into Hogwarts. They don't guys, even have anywhere to no. sleep. <laughs> guys, it was funny last week. It was funny last oh, week. I just want, I am so okay. over it. I just need this. I, you know, I'm pretty positive about this. So unless I see something on the FAQ section. Proving me otherwise. <laughs> All right, Joe. Helga John, the last time you said that, the, the last elves. time you said it, you got totally, completely slammed, knocked down by Joe. So I think maybe, maybe a record. You, you know, I'm it. sure there's a lot of people that are really upset about this, whether or not Helga Hufflepuff she would not enslaved the house elves to Hogwarts. She's kitchens. a great founder of Hogwarts. She's to be revered, and and she's a good person. And she, she and you guys smirching the name of Hufflepuff. I'm just saying. Just well, she probably didn't think it was a bad thing at the time. And but here is. She was judged R, years who's later. Who's good for the world, and you are besmirching my house, so you just hush. I'm oh. leaving. I want to go listen to the fan interview. Oh. I'm leaving. Oh, okay. Can we talk about one more thing? Movies. I'm going to bang this drum right on what? you, John Noe. We heard from Mr. Hooper that does the, the new score. It's Hopper. Hopper. Hooper Hopper. I don't know. Hooper was a movie oh, with... Hooper. Don't get knocked off by him, Sue. It's, it's Hopper. Hooper. <laughs> John now. What is he doing to you? Anyway, he gave this fabulous new... Inter- I was so thrilled to hear from him because I'm, we haven't heard anything about the score at all. And he's talking about how he's using a choir, but this big drum he's going to use, it says... makes this, A choir? In the, yeah, and a score. Like frogs? Oh, God, I hope not frogs are not back. <laughs> the random frog choir from Preserve <laughs> Something's missing here, everybody. What if we let the kids hold on to frogs? Would that make not the scene frogs. better? Not just frogs. Giant Giant talking frogs. frogs. Singing That frogs. would really add Especially to Especially when he burped at the end or whatever he did there. That was really... Yes. <laughs> Ask okay, anybody. Can we move on? Anyway, yeah, ask okay. Well, else, we're talking please. about the music, though. He talks about there's an umbrage theme and a possession theme. Ooh, Ooh. Which sounded nice. really cool to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes up when it says when he said it's the story of Harry's gradual possession by Voldemort, who can and you know, and it it appears in various forms at times slowly, but with a main sense of panic. I like that part, sense of panic. Ooh. Well, let's push on out to the fan interviews. <laughs> In the Fan Corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week. Not me, not Hermione, you. Hello, this is Kimberly Blair. I am here today with Sarah, otherwise known as Sassy Seahawk throughout the fandom. And we are here today to talk about something that is very interesting and tied into the Harry Potter books, mythology. Now, Sarah, when I was talking to her previously, she pointed out a very good point that might explain why the mythology is so closely tied in. I don't know if you want to 
start off by talking about that, Sarah? Sure. Um, J.K. Rowling actually majored in classical studies um, in school, and I have a minor in classical studies, so I found that kind of interesting. And I think that that probably explains why mythology shows up so much in her books, whether unconsciously or consciously, because that's something that she studied so much in school. Yeah, I think that was pretty cool when you when you informed me of that. I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Right. <laughs> now, um, one of the ways that we see mythology that J.K. Rowling represents is through the different people in the stories. Do you want to give some examples of some people that have ties to mythology and examples? Sure. Um, the first one that I picked up on was Sybil Trelawney. Um, and she has two interesting ties to mythology. Um, a Sybil was a woman who was an oracle. Um, they also channeled the gods um, through them, and they would um, sort of tell the future or what the gods were feeling about something. Um, Apollo's Sybil, which was a Greek god, um, was called the Pythia and was at Delphi. And so I thought that was interesting. Already she's kind of giving um, that psychic mm-hmm. feeling to Professor Trelawney. But also in the background, they say that her grandmother was Cassandra, that they have, she has that name in her lineage. And Cassandra in Greek mythology, um, there's a couple of different versions, but a lot of them are, are real similar. She had the gift of prophecy. And the story is that most of them, uh, Apollo wanted to have, wanted to sort of hook up with her. And Cassandra was like, yeah, yeah, okay. You gave me the gift of prophecy, <laughs> you know, exchange for some hanky-panky. And he gave the gift to her, and she was like, oh, never mind. I changed my mind. I don't like you very much. And the gods didn't like this, so um, she had this gift, and Apollo made it so nobody would believe her. So she could see the future, but every time she would tell or foresee something and tell, tell it to somebody, they'd be like, ah, oh, it's not going to happen, whatever. Um, and one of the famous things she predicted was the Trojan War, but nobody believed her. They thought she was actually insane and kind of loopy. Um, so I thought this was really interesting because it ties in with the fact that um, mm-hmm. everybody sort of thinks Trelawney's kind of loopy, and nobody really believes her, but she actually does tell the, the future, you know, does prophesize a lot in reality. Um, so maybe we should listen to her a little bit more than That's we do about what she's saying. Um, and another character was Argus Filch. And Argus was Hera's servant in Greek mythology, and he was a watchman. And he had a hundred eyes, um, which is really interesting because Argus is so, or uh, Filch, I'm sorry, is so, uh-huh. you know, all seeing in the book. And, the, and Mrs. Norris mm-hmm. is everywhere, and he's always trying to catch people. And... Um, in mythology, he guarded Io, who Hera turned into a cow, because Zeus, who was her husband, was trying to get it on with her. Apparently There's a lot of sex so. in mythology. Um, yeah, it's kind of scandalous. <laughs> and um, Hera turned her into a cow, and Ar- uh, Filch, I'm sorry, Argus was just, just supposed to guard her. Um, and then Hermes tricked him into getting Io out by boring him into sleep. And I think this is really interesting because uh, Filch in the mm-hmm. book is often tricked as well. Um, so I thought that was an interesting similarity that they were both uh, watchmen in the sorts and they often get tricked. Um, and a third uh, name that I thought was really interesting was um, McGonagall. Her first name is Minerva. And that is actually the Roman name for Athena. It's the same goddess. Uh, Roman and Greek names are um, often different, but they were the same goddess or god. And um, Minerva's mother in mythology was the goddess of prudence. And prudence is to exercise sound judgment in practical affairs. Um, It's often considered to be a virtue and is often associated with wisdom, which I think really describes McGonagall very well. You know, she's, she's got a lot of judgment. She's very practical. She's very wise. And, um... Zeus actually swallowed Athena's mother um, to avoid a prophecy that he would be overthrown by his son. And Athena sprang from his head, already giving her kind of the gift of wisdom. Um, And Athena was one of Zeus's favorite children, and she was also the goddess of war. And I think this uh, really mirrors the close relationship of Dumbledore and McGonagall, sort of Zeus and Athena. You sort of have that parallel going on. Now, another place where we see sort of the tie between mythology in the Harry Potter books is in the creatures that we see. Some of them, the creatures that we've seen in the books have been mentioned in mythology itself. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about some examples that you found? Sure. Um, Two creatures that we see in the Harry Potter books that are uh, based sort of in mythology are the Sphinx 
and Fluffy, the three-headed dog. Um, those are sort of based on, we have the Sphinx in mythology, and we have Severus, which both came from the same mother, um, which was a monster. And these were put um, on the planet to challenge future heroes, which I think is interesting because both of them do present a challenge to Harry in the books. Now, when you say Severus, just to clarify so people aren't like, Severus Snape? Right, sorry. <laughs> Severus, C-E-R-B-E-R-U-S. Right, so it's a southern different. accent. I apologize. <laughs> um, and the Sphinx is someone who presents riddles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, they speak in riddles with the head of a woman, body of a lion. They all have wings. They're very feared. You don't, if you come across one, you have to answer the riddle or you're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so most people try to avoid them. Um, and they challenge heroes in the quest to fulfill prophecies, um, which I think is interesting because Harry is... Tr- in the process of fulfilling a prophecy. And the other uh, creature is Fluffy, or Severus, the three-headed watchdog of Hades, um, who guards the underworld. And he often lets things enter, but won't let them exit, which I think is really interesting because Fluffy wouldn't let things enter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's the opposite. Sort of right, obviously. right. <clears throat> and in Greek mythology, Orpheus... Um, pass by him to retrieve his love by singing and playing a lyre. And a lyre is much like a harp, ah. which, again, music is the one thing that calms Fluffy down. And also we see in the books the harp that it was enchanted. Now, I'm pretty sure, I know it was in the movie. I don't know if this is one of the differences that right. was in the movie but not in the book. But we do see in the movie that they, they use the harp. Mm-hmm. So, And it's also interesting that, you know, this, you say the Sphinx, Sphinx speaks of riddles, and we see when Harry's in the maze that he is given the riddle, and he able is able to pass by it by answering the riddle correctly. So mm-hmm. now, one of the things that we often hear discussed about Harry Potter, and especially with the last book coming on, you know, we have the tragic discussion of the tragic hero, um, which kind of relates to the epic hero discussion in Greek mythology. Now, Greek mythology is full of these epic heroes um now i know you have two examples here mm-hmm. perhaps you want to use some examples to show how harry is similar to these or explain sure the first one is orpheus um orpheus traveled into the underworld to retrieve his love who'd passed away and hades had him um he was a well around um well-rounded guy he practiced actually magical arts he was a seer and an astrologer which is all stuff that we sort of see harry practice in school mm-hmm. um he was really overzealous though and when he went down to get his um, his true love, Hades says, you can take her back out, but don't look behind you. And he did, and he lost her. Um, and he didn't get her back. And then Orpheus kind of got emo and was like, no more women for me. <laughs> but this is, this is sort of a trait that we see in Harry. Sometimes he, he kind of gets a little, you know, overzealous, and he'll act a little rash sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we do see the little emo trait coming out in Harry as well. Especially Cap Lux Harry. And- exactly. <laughs> but we do see, you know, cleverness and luck. Orpheus used um, music to persuade everybody, and he, he sort of had a crafty plan the whole time. So we sort of see these elements in Harry as well. Um, the other character I sort of related him to was Hercules. And um, Hercules was, um, from the beginning, Hera was jealous of him and tried and tried to kill him. Uh, ever since his birth. And as a baby, Hera put snakes into his crib. And here you can sort of see like a parcel tongue relation, a snake connection Mm -hmm. to Hercules. Um, And Hercules defeats time and time again what's thrown at him. You know, he sort of always wins no matter what. And his trademarks are lion skin and snakes, which again I think is real interesting because Harry's in Gryffindor, you have the lion, and then you still have that snake Uh tie-in. Um, which I just think is a really interesting kind of connection with Hercules. And you sort of have common elements with all epic heroes that we also see in Harry. Uh, A lot of times their father is king, and even though James wasn't king, he was somebody that was very highly respected in the community. Um, Another common element is they're almost killed at birth. They're often reared by foster parents. Um, You have with the Dursleys. Um, later in life, an epic hero can lose favor with gods or his subjects, which you sort of see throughout the book when it goes through hard times and mm-hmm. people don't often believe Harry. Yeah, you know. especially in Order of the Phoenix when, you know, the minister's trying to discredit him. And Exactly, exactly. Um, and the, the common element that I really was drawn to um, are epic heroes often meet mysterious deaths. So I think that maybe this is something we can look for. So maybe... 
he will live, but epic heroes often do die. Mm-hmm. So that's something that maybe would be a clue. <laughs> so do you see, um, given, you know, your minor in the classics and mythology and things like that, do you see any sort of other perhaps possible foreshadowing gives us hints why it might be in the last book? I think um, that McGonagall is going to play um, a bigger role because um, Athena is that goddess of war, and she is Zeus's favorite. She's Zeus's, you know, right hand girl. So I think that McGonagall is really going to step up um, towards the war and really take a an upper hand. And um, I think the prophecies is going to keep progressing. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I, I don't think he's going to live. I think he's going to die. I, I I think according to mythology, it may be a little bit later, mm-hmm. you know, mysterious death. But yeah. I, I, I don't think he's going to live according to mythology. I think he he may hit the dirt. Aww. At least you, you had the possibility that it might be later in life. Yeah. So at least that's good. Now, do you think that Joe herself kind of, she met, she did this similarity on purpose? Do you think it was an accident or because of her background in the classical studies, it was something that was already in in her head. So when she was looking for names, she kind of was like, oh, you know, this is a good name. I remember studying it in school, things like that. So it was kind of a accidental reason that she named, she came up with these names and theories. I think maybe it's a little of both. I think sometimes, like with Minerva and the the title Athena, that maybe that was something that was deliberate. But I think sometimes when she comes up with ideas of like Fluffy or Sphinx or kind of like like a Hercules type figure, that maybe those are just things that are implanted in her head from that classical from those classical studies, and so it sort of just comes out in her writing. Do you have any other final thoughts that you want to throw in about the topic of mythology, how it relates to Harry Potter? I think that when people read the books, um, really take a look at the names and the creatures in there. And if you have any interest in them, go look them up because there's so much history behind them in Greek mythology. And it's really interesting to really dig in there and look and see what's in there. Well, thank you once again um, for talking to me today. Well, thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Nina, otherwise known as Severine Snape. I'm Sloane, also known as Wither Wings. So what, we, what are we going to talk about today, Sloane? Well, I want to start with the Mirror of Erised. Mm. As we all know, it shows the deepest, most desperate desire of a person's heart. Yes, and what does Albus Dumbledore see when he looks in the mirror? And remember, Albus Dumbledore is one of the greatest sorcerers in the world and the only person you know who always feared. Right? And he sees... Socks. Socks. Yes. He sees himself holding a pair of socks. Right. This is obviously a very important clue. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Yep. And we have a very special guest with us today. And it's the author of an essay that we published in our April issue. And the essay is called Socket to Him. And the author is one of the gallery girls whose name on the lounge is Birthday Twins. Also known as Katie. Hey. Hi, Katie. Welcome. Hello. You have figured out something everyone else in the world is dying to know. Mm-hmm. You have gone through all the books and looked for hidden clues, and you've discovered the way that the uh, the Dark Lord will be defeated. So um, how do you think this is going to happen? I deeply think that um, socks are going to be the tool used to destroy Voldemort. And I, I've looked through all the books. There are clues in every single book leading all the way up to it. And I really think when we slap a pair of socks on that boy's bare feet, they are just <laughs> going to burn him right up and leave nothing but smoking wreckage behind. Wow. So you think that Voldemort is going to be defeated by socks? Yes, yes, I so do. So could they be any old socks like old Ver- uh, Uncle Vernus, old yellow pair of socks? No, no. They come up a lot in the books, but they, I don't think, are going to be the actual tool because they represent the lack of love that Harry has. We all know that he's going to defeat Voldemort with love. Oh. Right. Okay, so there's a link with love. And so so the, the person that is always giving items of clothing knitted with love 
to Harry and all the other members of her family, of course, is Molly Weasley. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's right. Ah, and typically it's sweaters that she's always giving her sons at Christmas, but Ron, several Christmases in a row, has received maroon-colored socks in his Christmas gifts, and that's what I think is going to be the tool. Wow. Of course, okay. Ron hates maroon, but I think he might like it more after he, he ends up being the one who donated this pair of lovely maroon socks right. to take out Voldemort. Well, that's an amazing theory and i think it's fascinating you know that fans all around the world are asking themselves how will harry defeat voldemort and they never realize that the clue is right there in the word defeat see the second syllable exactly. is oh, the course. word feet <laughs> defeat has to do with socks i mean it's also simple it's obvious now yep yeah it was really clear to me once it finally hit it was like a thunderbolt i was truly amazed of course, um, Voldemort, we, do we ever see him wear socks? I don't think we do, do we? No, no, his feet are cold. I think that's half the reason why he's so evil. <laughs> he never really has socks on. I, I had to find a mention of it in there. All right. So, so he's, he's grumpy, you think, because he's got cold feet. Yeah. Yeah. I really think so. Yeah. That makes total sense. It's, it's like the Grinch, oh, you know, yes. and how yeah. the Grinch stole Christmas and his, his, uh, what was it? His, his shoes, shoes were, were too tight. tight. His heart yep. was too small. Yep. Obvious exactly. connection. Oh, of course. So, so because look, Voldemort's feet are cold, his heart is cold. It makes total sense. Yep. It makes total sense. <laughs> Can you imagine just five people sitting on him while they stuff socks on the poor guy and he's busy screaming under there? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Voldemort's toenails. I can't get the hideous images of my out of my head of his feet, what they must look like after all those years with no socks. <laughs> Frightening. Uh but we had a lot of fun with this yeah. with this essay. So so we would like to ask you, Katie, I mean, uh as you are one of our revered scribulous authors, um what was it like for you working with scribulous? How how did you like the um the process? Oh, it was wonderful fun. I thought it was great. Once uh, Witherwings sent me an email and told me that it had been accepted and that we were to work on the editing process now, it just went really smoothly. And I had I, I really had lots of fun with it. I thought it was I great. Too, yeah. And I was really impressed every time that she had a suggestion for me. I looked at it and thought, wow, you know, really, that works better. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Fantastic. Great. Well, that's almost nice to hear. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed working on it, too. I mean, you did a great job and, you know, I... I enjoy working with a lot of authors, though. It's it's so much fun to take someone's essay that's already great and make it find little ways to make it even better. So uh, if anyone else has an, es- an essay for us, please submit it to our email address, which is scribulous at theleakycauldron.org. And uh, if you want to read Katie's essay and all of our other wonderful essays, please go to the Leaky Cauldron front page and click on the Scribulous scroll in the right-hand column or go to scribulous.com. Or the Leaky Lounge. You can go right into the lounge and go under Cauldron's Corner into the Scribulous forums and then you can get the essay, access the essays from there. Exactly. There's so many ways to get into Scribulous. It's impossible to <laughs> not find us. Right. I think our time... Time is about up for this week. Katie, thank you so much for your wonderful essay and thanks for being here with us today. Oh, thank you. We had a good giggle about it. It was wonderful. Thanks. All right. And that's it for us this week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Wrapping it up. Hey, guys, next time we speak, we will be in New Orleans. I cannot wait. Oh, my gosh. Sue, when do you come into New Orleans I'll anyway? Wednesday, the 16th. Not till the evening. Okay. I get in at two. Most of the kids in in the morning. Uh, see, I wish I could, but you know, I have must do the mom duty thing first, and then Sue has a life more than Sue me. Has a life. I cannot wait though. Sue's got oh, some responsibilities. No, I'm so excited to go though. I just love that city to yeah. pieces, and I just I want to try a gumbo morning. at every oh, restaurant. I know the good places to go too. We are gonna and no burritos. They put gumbo in a bread bowl. There's no burritos in New Orleans. No, there's no. There's so much good food. I mean, no. I am. I like to try local food, so I'll. I'll save the Chipotle to a tour. And the shrimp is fabulous. Are you gonna? Are you gonna say that in Santa Fe and Albuquerque when they have actual Mexican food? Well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It all. It all depends on how successful the Chipotle challenge is, I guess. Well, we're we're already. um, Sue, hey, between between you and me, me and uh, one of the. Potter's boys are already planning to torture John with Baja Fresh the whole time. Wait, what's happening? Nothing. Nothing. Why did you say that quietly? I couldn't hear you. Yeah, Uh sorry, John. Mm. What are you, what are you, Mm. what are you gonna, you trying to, 
We're going to get you a lot of Chipotle gift a cards. Lot. Mm-hmm. That's what we said. You're not getting me any Chipotle gift cards. You're not oh. allowed. Why not? I'm not. Because then I'd have to do the thing. Well, well, maybe I'm behind. All- oh, mm-hmm. God, right. The thing. Guys, 20 Chipotle gift cards and John is at your mercy. <laughs> yes, but we're not encouraging you to steal your parents' credit cards or to spend your months of allowances. No. Please don't. On doing lemonade stands and bake oh. sales for this. Just for the for you, you know, your select sect of you who like to send things anyway. Yeah. And there are quite a few. There are. Remember oh the time my. we had that huge thing of cookies before the oh live podcast in New York? We had so many cookies, we didn't even know what to do with them. We just put them out in the, in the backstage room. But you know what? That saved my life, Remember though. the time where we got a basket of poison no. cookies and Melissa had uh, you know, the, the flu for like a week and a half? No. No. Untrue. No, no poison cookies, um, please. Send those to some other email address. I love those address. cookies, though. I mean, my God. Now, that weekend was crazy. They were delicious. Didn't eat much, and then... My anonymous coffee has been great. Coffee. Mm, oh, coffee and cookies. Can the life be any better? Chocolate and caffeine. Fab. Yeah. Sue, New Orleans has, like, some of the yes, best coffee Yes, they do. Around. We're going to go have and some. you and me, lady. Cafe du Monde. We're going to mm-hmm. have a great After. time, and mm. we're going to have a beignet. Mm. And, oh, let me tell you, you'd be caffeine and sugared Oof. up, and you're ready to roll for the day. Well, after after happy that's right. Oh, that's, that's what we'll do. We'll go have a wonderful thing. We're doing. Hold on a second. Wait to do Hold on a second. What? Oh my gosh! Can't wait. We're doing seven in the morning. John, pack, put on your construction what? boots in here. I'm doing. I'm doing the show. John, what is he doing? John, here we go. Hold, hold, hold on a second. No, John, you're doing the. You're not allowed to, John. I'm doing. The- you can't leave. <laughs> you know, I swear, Sue. Sometimes. <laughs> This is our life with John Noe. Off he goes. We don't know why. He just goes. Like, you know, we're leaving this in here because we want you guys to hear what he does to us. Goodness. Takes three hours to record 20 minutes with this guy. (laughs) Do-do-do. John, you left the computer on again. Hello? 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 Who's... Hey, who's this? Well, who's this? This this is Melissa. Hi. Sue is over here. Oh, hi. Who is, is this Mama Noe? <laughs> this is John's hi. mom. Hi, John's mom. Hey, guys. Could, I mean, do you believe your son? He just goes off and leaves us in the middle of a podcast? He did? He, prob- he did. He just left. He probably was oh, hungry. Oh, he's always hungry. He's always hungry. And he well, just, that, he just... and then, then he leaves the mess in the kitchen right afterwards. Oh. So that that's Has John. he always been like that, leaving yeah. messes? Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's pretty predictable for him. You know, we we just sometimes we just can't take it. Sometimes he just throws everything into disarray. It's like four times in this show, right? In this show today, that he's just he's just made us yeah. crazy. Yeah, he seems How really you- distracted. <laughs> he came home. He came home yesterday. I think he's something's on his mind. What do you think it could be? Probably the new movie coming out. I think he's getting obsessed. John obsessed with yeah, movies? Maybe. No, no, surely not. No, <laughs> or a girl. How do you do Either that? one. It's going to be Harry Potter or a girl. Uh, <laughs> it I, might be both yeah. combined. Oh, that would be a bad yeah. combo. <laughs> might be a girl who really likes Harry Potter. Well, that well, I hear there's some of those out there. <laughs> there are a few. But how do you do it? How do you keep them in line? Speak, speaking of, this is Mother's Day, so happy yes, Mother's hello. Day, Mom. Oh, happy Mother's you. Day to you. That's fabulous. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, guys. Yeah, I have, I have all the kids here for the weekend, so it's really a good Mother's Day for me. So how do you how do you keep him how do you keep him in check? How do you keep him from running off to get food every two minutes? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. He's he's bigger than I am now. <laughs> so yeah. We, Though he though he is a good kid as far I can I can uh, um, he, he gets he feels guilty real easy Aww. so I can I can play that a little oh. bit nice do it make him feel real guilty yeah he, like, that, that, that does out. he's a good kid though so I can't complain other than the messes and the laundry that he brings home laundry. on the weekends you know well, while we've got you here though you have to tell us some juicy like childhood embarrassing <laughs> as hell story oh my well what what do you, what what do you want to know? Um, did he ever like dress up in dresses when he was like four? He's probably. Uh, why would you have come up with that unless he's already told you? <laughs> no, I swear to God, I made it up. Did he really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. Was, his name was Janita. <laughs> I can't believe you'd ask me. That's the first question you'd ask. I made it up. 
Oh my god. We have pictures. Oh, we want to so see them. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh. He was li- he was four though. I mean four or five though. He was just a little guy. What what were the dresses like? You know, I don't remember. He was playing with just another kid and a girl in the neighborhood and I, I don't know. They just found clothes. So funny. Oh, John. Oh, dear. He's a little outnumbered, though. Come on, he's That's got four true. sisters. So. Yeah, he was doomed from the start. <laughs> yeah. You only, you know, you only have to wear if he's still doing it today. What Which can I don't you think do? he is. And if he is, hey, to each his own. But what other, what other, what other juicy stuff can we dig up on John? So you used to dress up like a girl. Did they ever, like, put up, put on plays and stuff for you when he was little? <sighs> no, it wasn't until he got older that he did that. Yeah. <laughs> we did. That's we have what, seen pictures of the blue sequin pants. Well, that's when he was in high school and he did the musicals in high yeah. school. Mm-hmm. When he was Conrad Birdie and Bye Bye Birdie and stuff. And it, you know, he, was, he he does have a fabulous voice, and I, I'm a mom of a little boy too. And it, and even though did he did he sing to you a lot when he was little? Because my little boy likes to sing. I wondered if John. You no, know, he 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 took piano lessons when he was like he four. Did. And and it was so cute. Yeah, he's actually, um, he didn't stick with it long enough, but he has a really good ear for music. Um, but no, he wasn't. He was he's re- he was really shy as a Aww. as a little guy, you know. So no, singing wouldn't be what he. He's not done. shy now. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no. Truthfully, he really is. Other than when he's sitting at this computer with you guys, he's he's still a really quiet guy. So I can't, he's not real, uh, I don't even understand this persona of his that he's got going on with Harry Potter because uh, it's not my kid. I think he's morphed into somebody else. You know, one of the great things about being a mom on Mother's Day is, you know, like my little boy likes to bring me breakfast in bed. Okay, so John has a great affinity for food. (laughs) Did he ever make you some really clunker meals and stuff when he was little or even now? (laughs) Yes. He can cook yeah. now. Now he he is really yeah. good. Um, in fact, when he comes home, I'll you know I'll send him to the grocery store with my charge card and say go you know get all the ingredients and make me spaghetti and meatballs and he'll make oh, no. a whole batch and freeze it up. Um, crab he cakes. Up, huh? He's good crab cake. Uh, he likes likes to do that. Um, you know teriyaki mm-hmm. stir fry. Um, but no, um, I can't remember any clunker meals. Did he ever tell you his story about the meatballs in college? <laughs> Good one. Oh, you mean he burned down the dorm? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You let him cook meatballs still? Well, he's learned. <laughs> he's actually much, much better than uh, than that. But I think it probably goes back to the Little Tyke's Kitchen he got oh, for Christmas one year. I love those things. They're fabulous. We, we do have these classic Johnny-isms from under the Christmas tree that seem to haunt him yeah. through his teenage years. Tell, and tell us more of what haunts him now. He's done some clunky things to me as a kid. We, we talk about the time that he decided to... Uh, <laughs> he decided he was mad at me, so he peed in my perfume <gasps> bottle. Oh, the little... Oh, that's terrible! Oh, that was so bad. And at like, the I same time he decided... a month. Oh, uh, you know, I was too... Well, that was that was right before he he took a washcloth and sat on the drain of the shower and plugged the shower and then opened the shower door and all this gallons oh. of water went all through my bathroom he down to the floor below. Menace. I know. Yeah. That's John. Well, why am I why am I even surprised? Like you know, none of this is surprising considering well, what we you know, know boys. Now. You know, yeah, yeah. But still, that's a oh, that was bad. I, that's bad. That was bad. But that was like, I have to say, that's probably the worst thing he's ever done. Isn't that pathetic? Actually, no, that's really <laughs> good. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Mary. He's pretty, uh, 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 you know, other than this Harry Potter thing, yeah. that's about, you know, that that seems to be it. He's, seeing, he's um, really focused on this stuff. It, it, it's funny for those, of, you know, you, you guys have seen John. But when he was born, and people say, well, what's the first thing you said when you saw him? And um, I remember it distinctly because they handed him to me, and I looked at him, and I said, oh, he's so funny looking. Yeah. <laughs>
You did not. I did because his eyeballs were as big as they are now, except he was, you know, seven pounds back then. Oh my god. And he, he was, he has these beautiful yeah. eyes. And, uh, but back then he looked like a frog. But, <laughs> but wow. He, so he was, uh, he was distinctive looking as a child. He was all eyes. <laughs> that was a nice yeah. little memory. That was See the things moms have to go through to their child. It's just unbelievable. I know. Seriously. It, 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 you know, it's fun yeah. though. I just can't believe he's um as old as he is. I mean almost 20. I don't even know how old is he going to be 23. Holy yeah. cow. Wow. I'm who you talking to. I'm just talking I'm you- don't tell him. Don't tell him, Amanori. Don't right. tell him. What do you, you do with the microphone? Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Is this a microphone? Well, you're talking to somebody. <laughs> so awful. You're not talking to yourself. Hello? Oh, so. You're I, talking? I, 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 I wanted to meet your right, friend. Is this, is this recording? I don't know. No. No. I, I, no. This, this is, I don't understand his, his computer screen. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But, no. so. Well. I, I got I to gotta finish with Muslim Sue before it gets to life. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go because I actually got woken up. Were you, were you talking because about? he was so loud. You're so loud. Oh, I'm he sorry. does these shows in the middle of the night, and I have to come in and bang on these doors. I say you're so loud. <laughs> it's it's it doesn't quite conducive to family yeah. living. <laughs> so loud. Okay. Well. All right. Well, I'm okay. Go that was that was most. Bye. How you talk to them? Oh well. Hey guys. Nice to uh, nice yeah. chatting with Bye. you. Nice talking, Mama Noe. Happy Thanks. Mother's Day. Bye. See you. Oh, Happy Mother's Day. See you. Bye. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome back, John. What, were you guys not talking for a while, were you? No, she just said hi. Just waiting on you. Just said hi, and then you came back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. All right. Mm. Well, so let's talk about tour. tour. Yeah, we're going and on tour. Oh, my gosh. We didn't even do, talk about that at the beginning no, of the show. Didn't. Holy hell. Well, we're going on tour. We're playing yeah, we're going on tour. 22 shows or something. Million shows. Pottercast.com slash tour. Rocking. Check, Check it, it out. out. We're coming to a city near you, and we're playing with Harry and the Potters, which should be awesome. Woot. You know, people, we announced that last week. Most People have been so kind and so generous, and I, I appreciate that. Oh, yes. It's just been fabulous because we can't do it without y'all. I did, I did no, want to seriously. speak to a few people individually. Uh-oh. Um, we've had a lot of emails from people claiming how we must, how we have something against Alaska because we're not coming to Alaska <laughs> or something against, yeah, Des Moines, you know, too. sure. Some, something against, um, Georgia or Maine or whatever. We must hate Florida your or state. Michigan or and, your state, you know, Texas. It all just came down to where we could go and where we could line up the mm-hmm. most shows. And we're hitting up more states than any other podcast in the country, in the world, this summer, so. You think that's true? I guarantee it's true. Any other podcast touring? I don't think so. So. They're nice and free for y'all to come see, so it'll be fabulous. Yeah, they're all free. How about that? All the pod- all the podcasts are free. And look, this is how it worked. Because as we've said, we planned the first part of our tour around doing these three mega shows with Harry and the Potters because we all wanted to get together and have all this fun. So in order to do that, we have to be physically able to get to these venues. So we planned it for the driving and everything else. Then the other parts are basically how we could get from New York over west in as little time as we can leaving with with as much space between places so that we're not repeating too often you know what i mean it's very very i mean we're going to be driving five to six hours at the very least a day send, so we we tried to come to your to your state we're send your tips about how to fight motion sickness to <laughs> staff at pottercast.com attention john or nausea induced by a lot of kissy face to melissa you know what after the first day or so you'll be completely blind to it while driving. That's good. I'm going to sing to you, yes. John. Sing the whole time. Oh. <laughs> what are you no, taking me for? Honest we are to doing God. This. Guys, seriously. We're oh, doing this. man. I mean, Being in the car with just... Sue and Melissa makes me want to make out. <laughs> let's let's make out right here in the car. Come on. What? Oh, my God. Jeez. I can't even imagine this summer with y'all that. in the car. Wait, these conversations are just going to oh. be just out there. 
Recorded and posted online. That's what they're going to be. Recorded and posted. We're going to oh forget about the content. You guys are going to get podcast.com. I just got our internet card. Oh, for thank us. you. Woohoo. People were worried that we weren't going to update. <laughs> are you kidding? Three weeks before the release of book seven, we're not going to be updating the site. Come on. Who are you, who are you dealing with here? Let's go. Um... But seriously, thank you for all your generosity. We are doing this on the smallest budget you can possibly imagine. Like, literally, I am using credit card points for my car, yeah. for the car that <laughs> we're using. Like, like th- this is how low budget we're going. So we appreciate all your offers of places to stay. Um, <laughs> keep them coming. <laughs> and we will see you. We will then see you on tour. Phoenix Rising, our, we're going to the Chicago. Then Our next live show is June 9th. The Chicago Tribune Book Fair. Once we have all, we we need times and such for that. So yeah. once we have more details on that, we'll be putting them on Leaky and on Podcast.com. Remember to keep checking Podcast.com because now that we're doing a lot of live shows, we're going to be updating it a lot. Yes, a lot. Because <laughs> that's what we're going to do when we're bored on the road. Awesome. I can't wait. Awesome. I can't wait. And and thank you for your tips on the sunscreen. I actually went to the store and yes, thanks for all good. those tips. It's my sarcastic thank yous for all those spray bottle tips. Give me a break. Hey, man. You people, so, I swear. super soaker I thing with a great idea. Moisture, so. <laughs> super soaker. Hey. Somebody just goes, perfect, perfect, super If soaker. you arm yourself, I'll certainly no. arm myself. With what? My dears. With super soakers. Oh, man. Great video. Those are going to be like 110 oh. degrees down there in We're Phoenix and all places. super soakers. Great. Uh, Fantastic. You guys complaining about heat when you don't have hair and... Other issues like girls right. too. I don't want to hear it. Oh, you mean I don't have hair? What kind of? Well, you don't have long hair like albino. I mean, you don't have to do your hair? What? The hell! You have hair, but it's short. It's what? If you shave it, and if you cut it short or shave it, nobody like mm. you know. It's not bad. I mean, I guess we could shave our heads. But no, that be fun. I don't. Plus, I hope I don't look wilted when I go in to do these shows. That's what I'm just kind of worried about. I mean, there's what just was that episode no of Friends dying. where? Was it Friends or was it like it was Monica's hair or something went ridiculously crazy huge because it was like really hot and humid and everything? Was that that was Friends, wasn't it? Hmm. We need Frack for this. He's got them all episodes memorized. Yes, Frack enjoys the Friends. We're gonna see him this summer. Okay, people, just go. You're wasting time. Are a lot. Yes, a lot of people coming your way. Can't wait. We'll see you in New Orleans. If not, see y'all later. Have a great week. Download your (laughs) countdowns to book five. Book seven, movie five. Countdowns.leakynews.com. Countdowns.leakynews.com. Goodbye. Bye. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Mother's Day, Mom. Tobi is free. Oh, and about time to... We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now. If you two don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when we're having fun. <laughs> actually, I-, I heard that they were just C- CG frogs, that they actually just held their hands uh-huh. up and they put the frogs and later it cost $7 million for that. Okay. The most world's most expensive frogs ever. <laughs> well, they-, they took a lot of time and care into those, actually. Except for the Budweiser. It yeah, took, took three months and $7 million to the singing frogs. <laughs> I was just thrilled when I heard that the Umbridge theme was going to include a lot of cowbell. <laughs> because not enough of the soundtrack so far have had enough cowbell. Uh, so You think that has to do with, when, like, when hu- Fulch's hammering hu- on those... those, those, those th- Could have been. Well, John, you know very well, because that's your, that's your part in the Leaksters. <laughs> You play cowbell. What's that? Yeah, it is. It is. Well, this this Hopper guy, he came up with me. He's like, I'll do it, but we need more cowbell. I don't, I don't have enough cowbell.